The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Here we go. Film, entertainment, screenplay, Mark Reynolds, Tom Swain. This is Make My Damn Movie. Around the corner, we're going to talk about connecting with a character. Yeah, so that's what we'll do. And I'm going to comment on a uh, documentary I recently watched on HBO Max. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's called Class Action Park. No. All right. I have not heard of that. And I got to tell you about it. I think you'll love it. And I know a lot of people have seen it. And uh, yeah, it's a 2020 documentary about Action Park. Mm -hmm. It's located in Vernon, New Jersey, about 50 miles from New York City. Okay. Mm. Now here's the lowdown. Class Action (laughs) Park explores the legend, legacy, and truth behind New Jersey's Action Park and its reputation as the world's most insanely dangerous amusement park. Oh. So it begins by chronicling. Did I say that word right? Chronicling. Am I having a chronicling? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Take zero. (laughs) It begins by chronicling (laughs) the life of penny stockbroker Eugene Mulvihill. I think I said his name right. There you go. And he's described as having become rich from pump and dump schemes. Uh Yeah, those guys, right? It outlines his path to opening Vernon Township's Action Park back in 1978. He envisioned this park, okay, as a park with no rules. Oh, God. Now. That never goes wrong. They interview former employees and former people who visited the amusement park back in the 80s. The documentary also drops in a few on-the-fringe celebrity types. They wax nostalgic about the times they spent at the park when they were kids. You'd recognize these people when you see them, Mm. but I guarantee you won't know their names. Yeah. The quote-unquote celebrities that basically specialize in commenting on various shit (laughs) in nostalgic documentaries Uh, or those stupid back-in-the-80s, back-in-the-90s shows, you know? Yes. You know what I'm talking about, right? MTV used to do that shit. Yeah. And they think they're really funny when they have their little quips, and they're not, but... Mm. I move on. So Action Park was basically a daycare for a bunch of rowdy teens. Latchkey kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like me. A horde of New Jersey mooks peppered <laughs> in with a horde of New York City roughnecks. How could that go wrong? No. Okay. Sounds like gold. And the park was primarily run by kids ages 14 to 19. Holy shit. Minimal, if any. So 19 is the uh, older end of the spectrum. Yes. So, the title, Class Action Park, clearly refers to the numerous lawsuits (laughs) against this park due to injury after injury of people getting hurt (laughs) on every ride. Loss of limb. We're going to get into that. Uh, Several deaths at this park. Yeah, I could imagine. Okay. Most of the rides were concocted by 
the kids. <laughs> no engineers designs. Pretty much kids thinking it up. And the CD owner was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, right? You know those crazy straws kids drink out of? Yeah. They twist around, loop around. Those were the rides <laughs> at Action Park. One was called the Cannonball Loop. People would lose teeth at the top of this thing. Jeez. They were stuck in the top of this uh, PVC pipe. Oh, my God. That went around, right? Yeah. And then other people would come out with lacerations. <laughs> they're like, what is that from? And they looked, it's the teeth. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, nasty. I mean, it was nuts. <laughs> people would come out of the other end unconscious or worse. <laughs> oh, God. People getting flung onto rocks. <laughs> Off of various water slides. You got to watch this. This sounds good. A billion massive friction burns on arms and legs. Hmm. So you'd have to go to this infirmary, okay? (laughs) And it was this unsettling little rundown shack Uh where some kid manning the shack would spray a mixture of iodine and alcohol on your burn, and apparently it stung like shit. I bet. It was awful. They ended up painting a circle in the middle of the shack and told the patient, the person that came in uh-huh. with the burn, that if they stay in the circle after being sprayed, they'd get a prize. What? It was reported that only two people in 10 years were able to stay in that circle. That's how bad the pain was Without from this mixture. And- And you know what the prize was? What? A pen. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. So all that shit was located at what they called Waterworld. Waterworld. But to make matters worse, across a highway, there was Motorworld with go-kart racing and shit like that. And the kids figured out how to override the speed safety mechanism in the cars. Oh, God. So these kids would take these little go-karts out on the highway what? that ran between the water park and the racing park and drive them up to 60 miles an hour. <laughs> Holy shit. So many injuries. <laughs> very safe. They ended up having to purchase their own ambulance. <laughs> yeah, as you would. Please watch Class Action Park, HBO Max. do that. I mean, hmm. does that sound nuts? That sounds amazing. It's... Not amazing good or amazing bad? Amazing bad in a good way, knowing that I would not go there now, but probably would have killed myself as a child going there. Here's what's going to happen, okay? You're going to watch this show, mm-hmm. and you're going to sit there, and you're going to go, the first thing they show talk about is one of the rides, crazy concocted ride, and you're going to go, what the fuck? <laughs> and then they go to the next one. What the fuck? And that's all I was saying. Crazier and crazier. I said, what the fuck? Like 58 (laughs) times. It was nuts. You got to check that out. I will. It's pretty good. I mean, although I I haven't checked out uh, Yellow Jackets and I really need to. Oh, a lot of our listeners did. We'll talk about that. Well, now, because you you can go to the. uh, How uh, about that segue? (laughs) Yeah, really smooth. Right. Uh. Uh, <laughs> Very smooth. Go to the thing. Radioactive Rand. No, no, wrong no. podcast. Make my damn movie.com. <laughs> Go to that. Uh, it's a website. And you can type into <laughs> your uh, flapjack.com should tell yeah. you. So you need to type in 
W W W, and then the period, and then uh, you can do that. Okay, so anyway, yeah, that's what you do. Go to uh, the thing, and uh, you can send us a message. Go to the contact page, and that's it. Contact page. Okay, uh, let's read messages from people out there. Okay, Gus, Boulder City, Nevada. Episode one thirteen was a good one. Making sure characters fit into the story seamlessly is ultra important and should be top of mind awareness when crafting a screenplay. Yeah. That's a very good point, Gus. That's why we said it. <laughs> Kevin, Clearfield. Kevin. What the fuck? <laughs> you need a drink? Get some alcohol in here. <laughs> okay. Kevin, Clearfield, Pennsylvania. I thought it was stupid to say that every single character in a spec script has to be flawless. I believe it's okay to have a loose cannon here and there instead of having everything super smooth. Okay, Kevin, what? keep doing that. Yeah. Be my sure. guest. Idiot. Dildo. Dildo. <laughs> uh, Dildo. Yeah. What is that from? Oh, South Park. Dildo? Shallow? Shelly? Wait, what a Dildo. Who says Dildo? I'm pretty sure it was Shelly. Uh, Stan's sister. Uh, who do we just read? Can I don't we? know. Some dildo. <laughs> Joseph, Beachwood, Ohio. Hey, idiot. <laughs> Stop using the robot and alien voice. No one can understand what the hell they are saying. I think you can. Um, I don't know. Well, at least the alien. Oh, and he left out Stephen Hawking. How <sighs> dare you? Let's see. That could have gone on and on, you know. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Brooke, Spring Valley. Professor. (laughs) Brooke, Spring Valley, California. I'm glad you guys brought up the series Yellow Jackets. I loved Ah. every second of it and was impressed with the analogy of it being a cross between Blair Witch and Lost. Hmm. That's not a surprise. All of my analogies are wildly impressive. So thank you, Brooke. I told you, a lot of people. Wrote in about Yellow Jackets. Mm. Garrett, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Mark was right. Let's stop there. (laughs) I like it. End of podcast. Yeah. Anywho, Mark was right. You know, that does have a nice ring to it. Does it? There. Uh, Seriously. Mark was right. Where were those girls that were in Yellow Jackets when I was in high school? (laughs) You got to watch it. I got to watch it. And I know where they were. If they were the, like the girls in the show, they were getting banged every five minutes. <laughs> so they were quite busy, I'd imagine. Nora, Naples, Florida. I actually played on my high school soccer team in the mid-90s, and I can assure you that none of my teammates were anywhere near as promiscuous as the girls in the show Yellow Jackets. I think that's a pity. I bet that means that a lot of the girls on your team had some pretty shitty nicknames. Wet Blanket Wanda? Ah. What about Killjoy Kelly? (laughs) (laughs) Those were your messages. Those were your messages. We hope to hear from you next time. Now, if your soccer team was like the Yellow Jackets, well, that's a different story. The nicknames would be very different. Peggy Plowsia. (laughs) What? Loose Louise. Wow. Banging Becky. Mm. 
Screwing Scarlet. I can go on. Sleazy Sloan. A hose beast Heidi. Hose beast Heidi. Just a few that might be on the team if they're like the girls in the TV show. Yeah, the soccer girls in my high school, yeah, they were all wet blankets. I remember just staring at them. Oh, you were one of those creeps. Of course. Away from them, staring at them? Yes, away. So stalking them. Pretty much. Gross. That wasn't a bad thing back then. (laughs) It was. Well, it wasn't recognized as a bad thing. My next screenplay, back when stalking was fine. (laughs) Or something like that. Back when it was fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, This Ah! is going nowhere again. What? Okay, the movie quotes game. Okay. This is where I read a movie quote. You try to tell me what movie it's from. Mm. Here's your first one. Out of three. Just because you're familiar with the missionary position doesn't make you a missionary. Mean oh. Girls? Damn it. Roy Munson. Really? What movie's Roy Munson in? Roy Munson. Wow. From Woody that. Harrelson, yes. Kingpin. Kingpin! Shame, 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 shame. Yeah. Here's your next one. I crap bigger than you. I crap bigger than you. I crap bigger than you. I, oh, do you know it? Curly, Jack Palance, City Slickers. Holy shit. That's the old one. That's a deep dive. That is a deep dive, but they're in here. Some of the deep dives. Jack Palance. He was able to do one-arm push-ups. I love that, that, man. man. He's in the movie that I recommended called uh, Baghdad Cafe. Oh, yeah. Remember? That's Remember? Right. Here's your third one, thankfully. <laughs> that means the last one. Uh, you have much more hair in your nose than my dad. Ah. Uncle Buck. Very nice. And that was Miles from Coley Culkin who said that. You know, I know now I'm getting flop sweat. Uh Uh-oh. Thinking about how many people are going to message in about all my names for the... Not only the uh, non, non-racy non girls uh-huh. that were on soccer teams, but the ones like the Yellow Jackets. Uh-huh. So I'm going to get both sides. Yeah. How dare you? I was a wet blanket. <laughs> Something to be proud of. And I get messages about that. Trivial Pursuit TV trivia cards were found out in my garage without the game. Yeah. They're old. They are from the 70s, possibly 80s. So I uh. dusted off all the asbestos. Mm-hmm. And brought him in here, and now we don't feel very good. No, but I'm going to read some, and you try to. People like it. Coughing they do. a lot. Here's the first one. Where do Major Tony Nelson and Jeannie live? On I Dream of Jeannie. Where do they live? Oh, really? Uh, Florida. Mm, can you be more specific? Uh, Cocoa uh, Beach, Florida. I'll give it to you. Yeah, that's right. Because the. Uh, yeah. Whatever the place was. Cape. Where they, yeah, yeah. Cape Canaveral. Right? Cape Kennedy. I think it's Cape Kennedy. Where's Cape Canaveral. That's there too. There's a lot of capes. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Cape. Oh my God. I'll give you a cape. I'll cape you. All right. 
<sighs> I just want to end this. <laughs> this being this me. Here's your. Hmm. Uh, what was the last name of the main family in Good Times? <gasps> Evans. 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 James was the dad. Mm-mm. What was the mom's name? Florida. Florida? Yeah. And their three kids, JJ, yeah. Thelma, and Michael. Wow. Yeah. I can't remember The anything. deep dive on that one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's the third one. Who okay. sold Oliver and Lisa Douglas their farm on Green Acres? Oh, shit. Another fucking Green Acres question? <laughs> I hate these. I don't know. Really? Mr. Haney. I have no idea what you're saying right now. Do you now. know who Mr. Haney is? No. Mr. Du- wow. I'm shocked you don't know that. I almost said Uncle Jed. But that, would be that wrong. might be wrong. Can I just say that this is the worst podcast I've ever heard or been a part of? <laughs> That's pretty bad because I mean, really, you've been a part of a lot of, of them. a lot of bad ones. <laughs> Except oh you weren't on the uh, Nisi and Nicey's. Um, okay, podcast. I have bad news for you. <gasps> Nicey's and Billy's yeah, Rantings Radio yeah. is better than this one. Holy, this particular one. We're doing it's bad because it's, well, that's only because we're not allowed to play ACDC through the entire podcast. <laughs> yeah, mm. definitely makes a difference. Okay, we're okay. gonna really scoot ahead here. <laughs> like uh, really? Oh wow! Uh, I, I, no. I, <laughs> I gotta ramp up the old computer here. The to flapjack. Yeah, I. I uh, I don't what like this. What's going on over there? <laughs> All right. I'm thinking Stab about how picks. bad this thing that we're doing. What is it called? <laughs> it's, uh This is Staff Picks. It is. The, it's the an podcast a, is Make My Damn Movie. The podcast is an... Holy shit. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it is the Staff Picks. Do we... I did that, right? I don't remember because I was too busy fumfering. There's that word again. Uh, it's the Make My Damn Movie Stat Picks, where we attempt to force you to watch the movies that we like. You know, you can go to MakeMyDamnMovie.com to see our that. Okay, so <laughs> not. I don't think anyone would ever go to the website or this podcast. Some people again. do. Yeah. Okay. What, what you got that? for you? I just threw one of the toys. I'm Does just frustrated. Is it still broken. working? Here's the podcast. <laughs> this is better. We should have just started <laughs> just it with that. this. Okay. What do you got for your staff pick this My time? My staff pick is Cop Car. Huh? 2000. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 2015, directed by John Watts, starring Kevin Bacon. James Friedman Jackson and Hayes Welford. What year? Uh, 2015. Two mischievous boys stumble upon an abandoned, uh, Aban- abandoned, abandoned, abandoned police cruiser in the middle of nowhere. They discover the keys are in it and take it out on a jo- joyride. <laughs> <laughs> I had no words. <sighs> okay, go ahead. 
unaware that its murderous owner has a hostage stashed in the trunk. That sounds like the whole movie. That's it. <laughs> well, okay. Well, not Don't have to watch all it, of it. Oh, okay. You do have to watch it because I went into this movie not expecting anything. No. And was wowed by all the twists and turns. Hmm. Just, I don't want to spoil anything. Just go in fresh. And it was a sleeper. Nobody watched it. I think it was uh, it was made for $5 million and got like $125,000 total. Wow, really? Yeah, so it was a bust okay. for the studio. Anyway, watch it. It's good. Cop car. All right, mine is Bad Words from 2014, starring ah. Jason Bateman, Catherine Hahn, Philip yeah. Baker Hall, Allison Janney, and a brilliant kid actor by the name of Rohan Chand. I think that's how you say his last name. It's uh, Jason Bateman's directorial debut. The screenplay was found on The Blacklist. Everyone knows what that is mm-hmm. that's listening to this. And if you don't, stop listening! Why are you listening? <laughs> anyway, it was written by Andrew Dodge. Now, I never mentioned that kind of stuff, but thought it was interesting that it was on the blacklist. Yeah. That's where it was found. Anyway, cool. a dude named Guy Trilliby, Jason Bateman, mm-hmm. he's a 40-year-old cynic who shakes things up at a regional spelling bee. Because of a loophole in the rules, he is allowed to enter the bee uh-huh. and wins the regional, and he fires off insult after insult. And the parents hate him. And it's a whole thing. And he actually advances to the national contest in L.A., accompanied by a reporter who is Catherine Hahn. Uh-huh. And she wants to discover his hidden motives for entering the children's spelling bee in the first place. Now, as the competition gears up, friendless guy inexplicably, and I mean seriously, he forms this bond with this young kid, a young speller. Mm-hmm who is feeling pressure from his parents to win at all costs. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, you got to check that out. It's uh, called Bad Words, and it's pretty good. A lot better than this show. Oh, come all right. on. So we're going to really kind of muddle on through here because we've really been muddling a lot. Anyway, today we're going to talk about character connection. Yes. All right. Now, it's imperative for people to be able to have a relationship with your characters. On some level, the audience has to see eye to eye or at least understand the character. What -hmm. are they about? Even if they're a murderous psychopath like uh, natural born killers, you got to have that connection with them. Exactly. Why are they there? Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, There are so many movies that actually that are... Oh, God. Fucking shit. (laughs) That... There are so many movies that are actually produced where a few to most of the characters in the film are one-dimensional, no depth. Yeah. We've seen those. I want my characters to resonate. I want them to affect or appeal to someone in a personal or emotional way, Mm -hmm. right? What I do is a deep dive into the character I create, and people just don't do that. No. That's why they're one-dimensional. Would I like to meet this person? Do we have anything in common? If given the opportunity, would I enjoy hanging out with this person? By the way, you can also not like a character and still have a connection with them. There you go. Okay? Maybe the character reminds you of a piece of shit you either know or have known. Uh That's a connection. We all know those people. What sucks is when you're watching a film and you feel disengaged with the people in the movie. They mean nothing to you. Uh Right? Yeah. You don't have that connection, and I think it's important. Those are the movies that you typically stop watching after 20 minutes in. 
Or you don't remember them. You know, exactly. the next day you're like, did I watch that movie? Yeah. I don't remember. Your buddy asks you, what did you do last night? And your response is, man, I tried to watch Ping Pong Summer. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but after about 10 minutes, I said, fuck that shit and ended up watching porn for the rest of the night. We've all been there. Yeah. Wait, I what? want interesting characters. Be them nice or be them fuck faces. <laughs> Correct? Uh-huh. When writing a screenplay, now listen, even if it's a, listen, did my voice crack? It I am sure Peter Brady. Did. Even if it's a period piece, uh-huh. you have to ask yourself, will my characters connect with the audience? Take, for example, that moronic kid in Ping Pong Summer. Oh. The answer is no way in fucking shitball scum sucking <laughs> hell do you have a connection with that doofus, right? Uh, no. I would not want to hang out with that dullard in the supposed <laughs> 80s or even worse in present time. No. Because he was a boring and completely unrealistic. In today's world, that ridiculous character was so boring, I bet his favorite app on his phone would be Settings. <laughs> Tedious dude. Oh, man, where's that drum that snare hi-hat thing? Yeah! Better late than never, is it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I give up. Happening here. I don't know. (laughs) I really don't. Oh, what are we saying? (laughs) The dude. What are we doing here? The kid from that movie. Let me bring up. Let me bring up one of my screenplays. Call Radio Chaos. You and I were just talking about this. Okay, it's a long line. (laughs) (sighs) Radio Chaos. I had. A gung-ho teen in 1981 recruits college-age rebels to hijack a sleazy owner's rural... There's that word. (sighs) Out in the sticks radio station to use it as an audition to land a job at the number one rock station in the city, everybody. So... (laughs) Why did you switch to it? My my Don Geronimo voice. Poor Don. Here's Van Halen now. Big 100. Let's do that again. <laughs> what did I do the thing? Anyway, so we briefly touched on the characters in the Radio Chaos podcast on the last podcast. Yes. And it's a great example, though. Now, keep in mind, the script is based on actual events. It's about my first radio disc jockey gig. So you can connect with the character because it's basically you. Right. But your job is to make other people connect with that character. Correct. That's that's right. <sighs> okay. <laughs> now, now remember though, we talked about the adults in the room characters. Yes, yes. One was the owner of the radio station, and the other was basically his minion, the general manager of the station, an old radio has been. Now, in the first drafts, the two guys I just talked about, the two men, yes, older men, they were very nice, extremely pleasant, <laughs> maybe even endearing, yes. but they were a-boring. In the original screenplay. Right. But in reality... Well, we're getting to that. See, I wrote the kids treating these two men with deep disrespect. The nice guys. Yes. So right there, you're scratching your head 
And the only conclusion you could come up with is that these kids are straight up assholes. They're scumbags. Okay. Now, in real life, the owner and the general manager were scum sucking shitheads. And I told you a story about that. corrupt. Yeah, corruption. But as they were originally stuff. written, they came off as one dimensional. Therefore, the way the kids treated them was off putting. There you go. Okay. Didn't make sense. And the two adults came off as weak. Aha. Uh-huh. They were. And as they were written, they meant nothing. Hmm, no connection, that's right? Uh, that's true. Then you and I were talking about that station, and I brought up a couple of shitty things those two fuckbags did. And you said, hold up on that car wash. Why the hell aren't these two written as jerk-offs? And that was a very good point. I don't know why I made these real-life ass clowns nice characters. I really don't. They were not. So I wrote them as they were, and it made all the difference in the world. Now, anyone reading the script would clearly be able to have a connection with these two antagonists. Yeah. Right? Thinking, oh, man, I knew an asshole just like that. Right. After changing them. Mm -hmm. We all know people who are fucking pieces of dirty, filthy, scummy shit. Uh Right? And that's what these people are. Anyway, me changing these two characters not only made the kids more relatable and believable, but it most definitely made the owner and the general manager easy to connect with. Because again, we all know shitheads. Right. So we can connect with these people, right? And the kids aren't coming across as bullies anymore. No. So I wrote the kids as the way we really treated these two guys, men. Mm -hmm. But in the screenplay... I wrote the men as nice and daring guys, which they were not. For some reason, let's not get it. That's for another podcast. If we continue doing this. (laughs) Now in the script, it's crystal clear why there's tension between the kids and the adults. Right. And the adults. Bart. (laughs) Now, I think it made for uh, fucking fucking fire. I can't. (laughs) I don't want to. <laughs> Something's wrong. Take you behind the tools. I need pills. I need some medicine. Something. Anything. Anyway, I think the script makes now for a fantastic read, which obviously would make for a fantastic film. So all I got uh-huh. to say is, what the fuck? Make my damn movie. Why isn't it done? I don't know. So that's my because spiel. With stuff. And uh, I'm surprised I could pronounce spiel. <laughs> or maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm not here. I mean, I don't, something's wrong. Are we in the Matrix? Or are you in the Matrix? Asshole warning. Asshole! There. I feel better now. My toys. My toys. Yeah, this has not gone well. <gasps> this podcast has not gone swimmingly <laughs> at all. I am not happy with it. I think you've explained it quite well. Well, I think that... Uh, it did... Uh, I gotta go. Can't do it. We gotta go. That's it. So, uh, yeah. Go to makemydamnmovie.com if you want. And um, bye. Bye.